0: Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers,
1: a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday.
0: I'm Dave Hopper.
1: And I'm Ashley Kinsey.
0: Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer,
1: and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always
0: hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week.
1: Oh my goodness, it's a beautifully plated dish. We are speaking with Nicholas Armstrong, chef at Rascal's Steakhouse in Albany, New York. And also joining us is Sarah Inman, who is the general manager of Rascal's. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having us
1: first question. You are in the business of making food taste good and look good. So what I want to know is, can you give us some tips on how to create beautifully plated dishes at home or maybe some good or cost-effective things that we can add to the plate to give it more pizzazz if there's a special occasion or a date in-house or something?
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, One of the first things I look for is obviously proper use of product. Um, I like to have An immense amount of color in my plates. It really brings it to life. It makes it look like a piece of art. Um, So let's take something as simple as patty pan squash. You know, it's bright, beautiful yellow color, roasted off. Uh, It maintains its color. Um, I like to take even simple items like, you know, your everyday carrot and, you know, make a nice beautiful puree out of it with a nice orange color that runs across the plate. Um, I love reds and pinks and, you know, all kinds of different I don't want to say neon, but, you know, something that really just sticks out and hits you mm-hmm. in the face, you know, when you're looking at it. And it's, it's very apparent that somebody took the time uh, to really uh, put their heart into the plate itself, and it shines through to the customers constantly. Um, as far as at-home use... I mean, I recommend it. So, a lot of the stuff that I do, the garnishes themselves, they're very easy. I mean, you could take a heirloom carrot. I love uh, black or the, you know, calm purples or whatever. Just do a nice shave to it. I put it in some ice water. It curls up nicely, gives a nice fresh taste, cool look to the plate, and gives a crunch element to it as well.
0: So when you're at home cooking a meal just for yourself, say, like on a Friday night,
2: do you still plate the food or do you just... Do what the rest of us do. Well, that's the first assumption is that chef goes home and cooks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The chef doesn't really go home much, so. (laughs) Um,
0: When it's just you in the back of the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm the kind of chef that really gets off on the one plate instead of, you know, doing several numbers. So if I'm making a plate for myself, I I like to take my time and have a little bit of fun with it. And if it takes 15 minutes to plate up perfectly with tweezers, then that's fine by me as, (laughs) as as long as it's for me, you know.
0: Yeah. Now are you Instagramming these?
2: Uh, I'm not an Instagram kind of guy. (laughs) I'm not really a technology guy, to be honest with you. I mean, I have Facebook, but that's about the extent of it. So I do like to post a lot of pictures and things on my feeds, and they post them on the Rascals' feeds, too.
0: Are you happy to see when people take pictures of their food? Oh, a- the absolutely.
2: Restaurant? I mean, you know, and having plates look the way they do and come out and be interactive and be smoking and, you know, when people are pulling their phones out, it's only positive press for you because you know exactly what they're going to do with it. It's going on Facebook. <laughs> it's going on Instagram, you know, uh, unless it's a terrible Yelp review, and then that's the last thing, you know, you're looking for. But um, Do you ever respond to those? Does Rascals ever respond to
0: negative? Um, that's yeah, more her department.
3: Yeah. We haven't had... <laughs> and i'm not just saying this because you know we run the restaurant but we really haven't had many negative uh comments but we have had one um on yelp um and yeah we did respond to it and uh you know i i actually always thank people for any kind of negative review Mm -hmm. um just for giving us the time to give us their feedback
0: yeah it can be important
3: yeah i mean sometimes you're you're always going to have you know somebody saying something petty that you know that doesn't really matter. They just don't appreciate maybe what we're doing. Um, but for the most part, we've had like 99% of really positive feedback. So that's great. You know, so far we're on a, on a good run.
1: Well, I have another piggyback question.
3: You mentioned that when you're
1: at home, you'll take your time to and have fun with creating your own dishes. Do you feel that if people are taking the time to make their plates look nicer, that that could improve their overall health in a way because maybe they're using more veggies and things to plate that are actually edible pieces of art, so to speak. And then also about portion control. Do you think that maybe suggesting that people take that time to plate their dishes, even with a measured portion, do you think that could help overall for people?
2: Uh, Sure. I mean, absolutely. If you take a look at the majority of my plates, you can even look at the menu, and it's noted, especially with all the fads going on, you know, with the gluten-free and, you know, whatever else, uh, just naturally, I guess, uh, the majority of my menu doesn't have gluten. Um, I mean, even a lot of the fried items we do uh, is with chickpea flour and so on and so forth, just the kind of the way I do food and exactly running into what you said. Um, Doing all those garnishes and whatnot, um, you know, you're really getting so many minerals from the ground from, you know, let's say having the radishes or the carrots on their shape, um, really kind of untouched and in a very natural state, very unaltered, you know. So Mm -hmm. I would have to agree with that statement 100 percent. If you could fill up your plate with more of that stuff and less of your heavy starches and, you know, heavy creams and, you know, bread and carbs and, yeah, absolutely.
3: And I think, too, um, one thing I do now, my fiancé would be fine eating chips and, uh, <laughs> you know, Twinkies all day. Uh, when Wouldn't I, we all? We yeah. could. But when I make a dish, because uh, I love to cook, and um, when I make a dish, if I make it look a certain way, if I make it look pretty, he tends to kind of enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. And, and I can get him to eat healthier stuff more. It's kind of, you know, they say you eat with your eyes. This and is true. It is true because he's, like I said, the kind of guy who would be fine just eating crap all day. And <laughs> the fact that I can take some vegetables, since I have a huge garden, make it look pretty, he, he will eat it. And I think that's good for, like, kids, too. If you have kids that won't mm-hmm. eat it, make it look pretty, colorful, they're going to be more apt to eat it.
0: So when you go out somewhere, if you have time to go out somewhere, do you critique the plating of the food or you just not expect that it would be the same?
2: Um... I try not to get into that because it's just going to basically ruin food for you. you know, right. uh, mm-hmm. You're know, you going to torture yourself constantly. I remember when I was a kid, I was in the plumbing business. My uncle owns a plumbing business, and he's very good at it. Master Plumber, he always told me, you'll, you'll never not go into a home and look at the plumbing from now on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll always be looking at it. And I decided, I said, I'm not going to do that with food. It's not something that I'm interested in. I am so happy to have somebody cook for me because so many people are, so many people are just intimidated. You know, oh, man, the chef's here, you know. uh I, I, right. I feel like... I, I'm watching them and everything they're doing. I'm really <laughs> not. I'm trying. Once I'm out of the kitchen, I'm trying to be a human being and just mm-hmm. trying to relax. You know, if someone makes me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm going to say it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world, you know. Because <laughs> you didn't have to do it. Exactly. I think it would be tough,
0: though. You have your brain in that all the time when you're doing right. it and trying to turn it off when Sure. Well,
2: I mean, you try to distract yourself with a couple glasses of wine or something like that and loosen up a bit. and That, that, that helps. helps. <laughs> it lubricates it a little bit, you know what I'm saying, so...
3: And it's inevitable. I mean, when we're in you know we've been in the business for so long, you do tend to you know judge or critique things a little bit. But like Nick said, when you finally get the chance to relax, have somebody cook for you, somebody serve you, you're just kind of happy that you're not on the other side for
1: once.-hmm
0: Very much so. So I have a question about the general manager position. Mm-hmm. What does the day-to-day rundown look like? Is it different every day?
3: Um, well, yeah, I mean, it all depends on, kind of, especially because we do the event side too. So if I have a special event coming up, somebody calls and wants information about their, you know, if they want to have their wedding there, uh, you know, you can get stuck on the phone or meeting somebody for an hour or two hours, just, you know, telling you their whole life story about what they want to do <laughs> for their wedding, which is fine with me because I'd much rather be, you know, socializing with people and getting to know what they want to do with the private party and me trying to make it the best it can be rather than sitting there doing office work all day. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, making sure that the staff is, you know, on their game and doing what we need them to do to have a successful business.
0: Are you in the kitchen all the time?
3: Um, I'm a little – I'm everywhere. I'm never on the line. I don't think Nick would uh, really (laughs) let me be put on the line. But, I mean, I've worked in kitchens before, and so I could, you know, jump in and help anywhere needed. Um, You know, I've worked every part of – last night I was doing dishes, so I'm pretty much able to do any position.
1: Well, since you just mentioned that last night you were doing dishes, have you ever (laughs) been in there and seen a dish come together and think, oh, when I go home I'm going to remix that and maybe add this or change that or, you know – make it your own when you get home because you've become inspired by the food that's being cooked.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the stuff Nick does is beautiful. Um, You know, we don't have much of the time to do it ourselves. But when I do, I tend to use a lot of the ideas that Nick has had or that, you know, I've learned from other restaurants I've worked in. Um, So, yeah, you do. Every day I'm taking some, some other new advice or something that I can use at home.
0: It's a good place to get inspiration from.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We usually asked... Um, our guests to end on a funny story. So I'm assuming in the restaurant business, there's got to be a funny story somewhere between you two.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with an Ansel system is, right? Uh, It hangs up in the hood area and it's meant for uh, fire protection. Basically, it's a chemical fire extinguisher that runs throughout your entire kitchen. These things pop off to put fires out and it's you know, kind of a sight to see. I've never had it happen to me up until uh, about two years ago. I was cooking on a line in Saratoga Springs, uh, helping a good friend of mine out, Chef Phil Fitz. And it uh, turns out we didn't know that the inside of the hoods uh, something caught fire. I'm cooking. <laughs> oh, man. Ansel blows off in the middle of it. I'm shell-shocked. You know, you don't know what's happening for the first couple of seconds because it's not something you're used to. <laughs> you would almost have to hear them explain it, but to see me mm-hmm. run off the line because I was in the middle, I was caught and it was like, you know, someone threw me the ball and I just ran. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was like- Pretty wild stuff. Uh, hope it doesn't happen again. You know, once is funny to experience it, but, yeah. but w- wouldn't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, so
1: does it explode or something? Uh,
2: it it bursts out uh, like a fire extinguisher would. You know, just right in front oh, of you. You know, when, once that filament burns up, the whole thing is pressurized uh, by a back pressure canister, and it blows out some serious pressure to you know put any kind of flames out. And you know, Jeez. if someone's on fire, put them out, I suppose. <laughs> but <laughs> once is enough for that. Okay. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks. That was Nicholas Armstrong, chef at Rascals Steakhouse in Albany, New York, and Sarah Inman, the general manager of Rascals.
1: This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio.
0: Our producer is Jessica Blaustein
1: marshall Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood.
0: Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.